sisters. It's good to be with you today. Today we continue in our series on the person of Jesus Christ. Did you know that so far in this series we've considered 23 different facets of our Lord Jesus Christ? We've talked about Jesus' sonship and relationship to the Father. We've talked about his birth among men, his descent from heaven, and his exaltation. We've proclaimed the implications of his name, his authorship when it comes to our faith, his headship in the church. We've looked at his circumcision in the hearts of men and the completion that we have in him. We've spoken about his deliverance and power and captainhood in bringing many sons to glory. We've been able to expound the fact that Jesus is the way. He is the way of escape for every temptation. He's the highway of holiness. He's also the dispenser of the manifold grace of God and gives us help in the time of need. We have seen that he is the truth the ultimate embodiment of the way things really are. And he is the life, the physician, the only one who can bring true healing to mankind. And he is the Christ. He is the one, only one appointed by God to save men. We've thought about him as being the light of the world, as the scriptures declare, and the prince of peace. And we've discussed him being the servant of God. And we've just and the, and we've discussed this aspect of Jesus being a worker, mm-hmm. and and we proclaimed him as wonderful and counselor and mighty God and everlasting Father, and we've thought about Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we've pondered the freedom that exists in him. We have considered that his return is going to be the return of a thief. And we've even warned of another Jesus that is being preached in our day, who is not these things. And in these 23 lessons so far, I have spoken for over 12 hours straight entirely concerning the person of Jesus Christ, all without covering the same ground twice, and just having an overview of these thoughts. We've barely skimmed the surface, brethren. And I remember Refreshing Waters renewal meetings where the theme was the blood of Christ. Just that facet. And all the preachers that came from all over the country focused on the blood of Christ and three days straight of solid preaching was only enough to barely skim the surface of that thought. I'm saying these things because Christ cannot be exhausted. I want, I want people to see that. People need to see this. Christ is vast. I want, I want people to think about this. If the thoughts about Jesus Christ are exhausted, it's not due to a deficiency in him. It's due to a deficiency in us. That's what it's due to. And yet you will be hard-pressed to meet a Christian who can talk about Jesus for more than 15 minutes without running out of anything substantive to say about him. They are out there. There are brethren out there that know the Lord, but in this generation, I found it to be exceedingly rare. The next time you meet a professing Christian, just ask him that question. Say, what can, tell, what can you tell me about Jesus? One of two things is going to happen. Either my words are going to be confirmed or you're about to be blessed. 
Now, I didn't say that to, to rail on our brethren who have not been properly fed in the spiritual wasteland we find ourselves in today. I say these things to draw your attention to the magnitude of Christ and to show you how the majority of professed Christian teaching today hasn't helped with comprehending the person of Christ beyond he loves you and died for you. Believe me, I'm not being overly critical about this. If Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the truth, he said, I am the truth. And if when you know the truth, it makes you free, then you're only as free as you know and understand Jesus. I'll give an example. For instance, say like a person is tempting, tempted to sin, knowing that Jesus can be touched with the feeling of, your, of our infirmity and is able to give you grace in that time of need. See, that, that knowledge is essential. That's essential knowledge for you being able to overcome that situation. Jesus Christ must be known. It says that he's the express image of the Father. He said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. So if Christ is not known, then God is not known. And the scriptures are pretty clear that when Jesus returns, he is returning in 2 Thessalonians 1.8, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, salvation is bringing you to God. It's bringing you close to God. It's reconciling mankind to God. No wonder Paul said that anything he considered profitable before Christ, he counted as dung. He counted it all but lost. For what? For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, whereby he has suffered the loss of all things. Today, I want to consider this aspect, this facet of Christ, his second coming, that it's a quick coming. He said, behold, I come quickly. I would like to direct your attention now to the wholesome words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' Jesus's words are they're wholesome words. He's the bread of life. Revelation chapter 22. He said, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And then just a few verses later, he says it again. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to every man according as his work shall be. And then a few verses later, he says the same thing again. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. That's like the thought that he leaves you off with in the scripture. Now, Jesus isn't redundant. Sometimes, see, sometimes when people speak, they forget what they said, so they end up repeating themselves. It's the tendency of men to kind of overemphasize a point or ramble on about something or repeat themselves unnecessarily. But Jesus is not like degenerate men. It, didn't the officers, when they heard Jesus speak, John seven forty six, they said, Never man spake like this man. See, Jesus' word, the, when Jesus speaks, it's unique. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Jesus' words are perfect. He doesn't over-exaggerate anything. Mm 
He says it just like it is. Jesus says it like it is. He's the embodiment. He's the truth. How could you be the truth and not say it as it is? He repeated this statement three times. Behold, I come quickly. Surely I come quickly. And it was intentional. The same as he did when he told Peter three times. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Three times he told him that. Jesus is the one setting the emphasis. Jesus is setting the emphasis, not men. Jesus stresses the most important thing when it comes to following after him. So when men say the most important thing to do if you love Jesus is to like mow your neighbor's lawn. See, that, that, those, that's at variance with, with Jesus' emphasis. If you love Jesus, feed his sheep. Feed the people of God. That's, that's, that's the emphasis. And if people imply that our focus in these last days is somehow settling down on the earth, is that the emphasis of the teaching to settle down here on the earth? That's at variance with Jesus' emphasis. Behold, look at this. Behold, I come quickly. Jesus is the one drawing the importance to his word. Jesus is the one who says, verily, verily. That's right. And he wants us to focus and be aware of the quickness of his return. I want to look at this word quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Today we use it to denote primarily speed or haste, something done quickly. Like you got to be quick to catch him. Now Jesus is coming with great speed. Everything's going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to be done in great speed. But speed of motion is not all the meaning of the word quickly. It also means soon or without delay. There are various English translations use the word soon instead of quickly. Among these are major translations, English Standard Version, New Living Translation, New International Version. It's this Greek word that's used, taki. It's the equivalent of the English word quickly, which is quickly, speedily, shortly, without delay, soon, suddenly, readily. See, all these things encapsulate this word that's used. And interestingly enough, this, word's, this Greek word, taki, is only used 12 times in the scripture. 12 times it's used in the scripture, and here three times it's used a couple of verses apart. It's interesting. Jesus has set the emphasis. Behold, I come quickly. A few verses later. Behold, I come quickly. A few verses later. Surely I come quickly. Jesus wants to press upon us that his coming is soon, and it's without delay. God's work is always done without any unnecessary delay. Yes. When the Father gives signal to the Son, He will not tarry. Yes. His return will be immediate, mm -hmm. and it is soon approaching. Amen. So anyone who places an emphasis on earthly things that require a grandiose amount of time, they're not preaching the real Jesus. Yes. Anyone that preaches, preaches a Jesus... That, that requires a grandiose amount of time to work a work on the earth isn't preaching that Jesus is coming quickly. No matter how noble the cause may appear to be, the real Jesus produces preachers that make people ready for his return because his return is soon, because his return is quickly. That even if should, Jesus should delay his coming, speaking as a man, 
the people would be ready to stand before God and ready to give an account for the deeds that they've done in their body and to enter eternity spotless and undefiled from the world. And it really ought to be obvious those who follow a Jesus who is coming soon will be watching for his return. If you know that Jesus is coming soon, you're going to be watching for his return. A Jesus who is coming quickly is a comfort to those of us who are living daily in a hostile world that is contrary to God. Doesn't the evil of the day become easier to endure knowing that today, today just might be the last day? Jesus is on the way. Doesn't it give you a great amount of comfort to know that Jesus could come today? He said, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. Aren't you? Are you looking forward to that? Amen. Those who are keeping the faith and who are pressing in to the, to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, they need to know about a Jesus who's coming quickly, a Jesus who's coming soon. And in the same manner, those who are living comfortably in their sins, they also need to know about a Jesus who's coming soon. And, in, and, and only a coming quickly Jesus can convince men like there's no time like now to repent and serve the living God while there is still time. Amen. Yes. You see, a Jesus who is not coming quickly, that just like gives a flesh the space to express itself to operate it produces a tendency to put off what should be done today like felix did after paul spoke with them there in acts chapter 24 a distant jesus makes those in the flesh like fully set to do evil it takes the urgency it takes the urgency out of living for god make no mistake about it his coming is he's coming back soon and at an hour that you think not. See, Noah worked in this way. Noah's faith was an example to us all. Noah was moved with godly fear to build the ark. See, Noah didn't waste time building the ark. He knew what God said, and he knew that it was critical that he finished this project. So Jesus has told us ahead of time, Behold, I come quickly. He's coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And he's coming with power and great glory. Amen. With the holy angels. Amen. See, Jesus isn't coming again in a humbled state. Mm-hmm. No. Well, what would be the purpose of that anyway? I would, I would like somebody to try and explain the purpose of a, of a Jesus coming again in a, in a humbled state. He's not coming in a humble state. He's coming in an exalted state. Everyone will see him. Every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him. What will happen to the physical universe that's been corrupted by sin? What will happen to a cursed creation that's been corrupted by sin? What's going to happen to these bodies that have been corrupted? These vile bodies wherein the law of sin and death is written in these members. What's going to happen when an exalted Christ comes into the scene again? When the unfiltered, pure holiness and power of God is made manifest to creation, it will utterly be consumed. It will be utterly destroyed. The elements themselves will melt with a fervent heat. The mountains and the islands of the earth will flee away from his presence. The universe as we know it and everything in it will be swallowed up 
And he will come at a time that people don't expect. At an hour that you think not. See, he's he's coming quickly. You have to live in a state of readiness for his coming. You won't have time to get ready when he comes. He's coming quickly. The, 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 the foolish virgins, see, when the bridegroom, they didn't have the time to ready themselves. They had to be ready. The wise virgins entered in. He expects to find faith when he arrives. See, Jesus, Jesus is coming quickly, and when he comes, he expects to find faith. When he arrives, for those who are living by faith and as a result are obeying, laying up treasure in heaven and living righteous and holy lives before God, only they will remain and they will be raised to life. But the ones who are inordinately attached to this temporal realm, they'll lose their lives forever. They'll be raised to damnation. Now that we know this, Should we live our lives contrary to God? On the contrary. See, we should be holy and godly in everything that we do. We are waiting and we are anticipating his return. But what about those who who believe that Jesus' coming is not soon? Well, here's the word that Jesus told us. Matthew chapter 24. I'll just read from verse 44 on. Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. It's coming quickly. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom when his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. See, that's a servant who's watching. That's a servant who's ready for his master to come. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. See, that's Jesus. His reward is with him. See, he's coming quickly. His reward is with him. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. See, shall say in his heart. If that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. There are many people today that would never say with their mouth. They say with their mouth, even so, come Lord Jesus. When you say Jesus is coming soon, they say amen with their mouth. But with their heart, they say, my Lord delayeth his coming. God forbid. And see, when the heart says that, it manifests itself. In the, in the behavior, mm-hmm. but if in but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, "My Lord delayeth his coming," and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and eat and drink with the drunken, to act like he was the master, but yet act so much unlike the master, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in that hour that he is not aware and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because he said in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. And Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I 
come quickly. Surely I come quickly. Do you see why Jesus is making this emphasis? Yes. He's coming without delay. And when Jesus comes, he's not going to be like standing around. Things are going to get done. See, the rewards will be given without delay. The judgments will be given without delay. It's going to be a quick work because it's a quick return. A Jesus who returns as a flesh and blood and sets up an earthly government, that would, that would be a delaying Jesus. That's what that would be. That's, that's not the Jesus that the scripture declares. The word of God's clear on this. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also and the works there that are therein shall be burned up. See, that's a quick coming Jesus. It's quickly. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. See, that's a quickly coming Jesus. Then we, we, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. See his rewards with him. <laughs> Behold, he is coming quickly. The second that God gives the word, Jesus is coming will occur. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, yes. for the trumpet shall sound and all the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Yes. See, he's coming quickly. Amen. He's coming quickly. So, brethren, when you think about Jesus, I want you to think about that he's it's just a little while. The scriptures say for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. He's not, he's not putting this off. He's, he's waiting until all that the Father gives him have been brought in. He's going to bring all the sons. He's going to say, I've lost none, save one, the son of perdition, Amen. that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But he's going to gather all, all in one, mm -hmm. and then the end's going to come. Amen. Jesus is coming yes. really soon. Jesus is coming. It could be today. That's a reality. Not just something I say. Yes. Not just a novelty to not be believed. This is the truth. And we all better take heed. That we're not swept up in an unfruitful labor. Or it's only attention to our flesh that we cater. Or we're caught in distractions of cymbals and drums. Jesus asks, will he find faith when he comes? It may seem so wise to work towards your lack or to focus on getting your finance on track or to make sure your career always stays intact. But how will you fare if today he came back? It may seem so wise for the family to bond and to spend the years fishing with them at the pond to watch all those movies and sing all those songs. But what if Jesus appears and like no one belongs? It may seem so wise to follow your dreams and to spend the day thinking of things to achieve and plans that you'll make by the end of the week. But Jesus could come back today as a thief. And it may seem so wise to lay down your gift and to take a sabbatical to rest just a bit. 
But others need what you have in this drought. And when Jesus comes back, you'll give an account. Just how can a person say, even so come, and not watch in the hour and sleep to succumb? Could it be that they don't really believe that Christ is coming quickly, his bride to retrieve? Today, today, it could be today. Will he find you watching at work or at play or fighting with brethren or living in doubt? When Jesus returns, everyone will find out. The signs are upon us in earth and in sky, and yet still more souls who aren't ready to die. Making plans and goals, they build towers higher. Oh, what if today their lives were required? Creation, it groans, and the tender leaves show. And Jesus told us, so we'd watch when we know. As the time is upon us, the night is far spent. No time to be wasting. Get out of the tent and sprint towards the finish. Salvation is near. Oh, will you be ready when Jesus appears? What good is it then if your life's going well, if you neglect your salvation and wind up in hell? I call you consider now all that you favor, for all flesh is as grass and our life is a vapor. So lift up your heads, expect our Savior soon to see our salvation's far nearer than when you first believed. Jesus is coming. He's coming in the clouds. Get ready for the wedding and for us to say our vows to be wed to Christ, united as a spotless, faithful bride, where beauty and blessing shall ever there abide. Are you ready? He cries. He says, I'm ready to come. And the second the father gives word to the son, he shall not tarry. He'll come right away. So cast off every burden and forsake every weight. Raise the anchor, hoist the mast and all aboard the ship. Keep your focus straight ahead and never, never lose your grip. I say these things, brethren, and love to keep you sober. For the time of time is fleeting and it soon will all be over. Will you be ready, brethren? If Jesus came today, this is a reality. It's not something that I say. Not just a novelty, never to be believed. Seek his face, obtain the grace to be ready and take heed. Amen. God bless you, brethren.